0: John, thanks so much again for getting us into Kiowa Island. This is such a wicked awesome course. Beautiful view of the water, not too far from Charleston, and it's an exclusive club. The PGA Championship was just here a few months ago. Yeah, well, when you send enough good morning texts, anything can happen, you know? (laughs) Alright, let me tee off first. And here we go. Ah, darn in the bunker, the epitome of brutality. All right, Huggy Bear, you're shot.
1: Okay, John. I'm so glad they even let me wear my sweats out here. Dress code be damn, you coastal elites in South Carolina. Aw, oh, shit,
0: Bob. What a shot, already on the green.
1: Hell yeah. That's how we do it at Press Virginia. You know we're going to pit snoggle you on Sunday, right, Mark? You mean Sunday afternoon? You forget Shaka's here? None of you are getting through the Golden Eagles. Oh, man. Golden Griffs, Golden Eagles, who gives a shit? Hey, John. Where's Aaron McKee? Oh,
0: he's, uh... uh he, he, he's, ba- he's back at the arena. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, Temple had to do a final walkthrough. Hmm. Oh, okay, Mark. Your shot. All right. Here we go. Ah! Fuck! I went into the
1: woods! Just like your team shooting threes against Canisius, huh, Mark?
0: Ah, screw you, Huggy. Go sit on your stool. Uh... what What? whats that? Oh, oh my god, Aaron! Who the fuck did
1: this? John, that bastard told me he wouldn't let me go until Temple went back to the A-10. That's right. What else does the Owl's Brass need to see? either save your basketball
0: program by sending it back to the Atlantic 10
1: or prepare for its demise and irrelevance
0: SB Unfurled and Friends Episode 34
1: The demise of Temple Basketball has officially
0: begun SB Welcome everybody to SB Unfurled and Friends, episode 34. Yep, that's right, we played into the cliche, the Bonnies are now ranked 22 in the AP poll. So here you go, shout out to all the Swifties on A10 Twitter. Lil Bon X here with SB Unfurled. I didn't think we would be ranked. About uh, 12 minutes left in the Canisius game on Sunday. I was worried that my first appearance in the Riley Center in almost two years was going to end in... Oh God, that would have been even a worse loss in 2011 against Arkansas State.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been a, a total disaster. We completely avoided what I think, yeah, dating back 10 years to that Arkansas State game, that would have been a crippling loss to suffer this early, probably worse than Niagara in 2017. Um, but looking back, you know, we've taken care of business against two rivals, that always play us tough. I mean, this is this, honestly, this is Canisius Super Bowl Most years Sienna, the same way they always get up to play us. We're ranked. We have that number next to our name. We're going to have a target on our back all season. We're going to be getting everyone's best shot. Luckily Canisius and Sienna, um, aren't very strong. Like they, these are, yes, they're in the Mac, but they have a lot of weaknesses to exploit. um, if we come out shooting like we did against Canisius, I don't think we're going to be able to beat a lot of these teams in the A10, even like a Boise state, a SUNY Amherst, those types of teams. So, um, you know, the, the outside shooting is definitely a concern. We can get into that, but looking back at it, you know, like I said, we took care of business against two rivals and we won both games by an average of almost 19 points a game. So, Yes, there are some concerns, but it feels like there's like panic going on right now, and I don't think that's very necessary because we still haven't had our, our lineup together healthy yet. Um, it's still very early in the season, as you see around the league in the A-10 um, the past few days. Good teams or teams that we think are going to be much more talented than who they're playing can get picked off. It happened to Dayton, it happened to VCU, it's happening across the conference. Just be happy that we escaped 2 0 and we're heading into Charleston uh, 2 0. It didn't happen to George Mason.
0: I'm hearing so much buzz about George Mason. I think that's going to be the team everybody's going to rally around to say, You're our only hope to prevent the Bonnies from winning back to back titles.
1: (laughs) George Mason, people are like, Oh, they look so good. They look so good. Not only on the floor do they look good, but I have to say their uniforms probably the best that I can remember them having since I don't even know they went back like oh, yeah. retro and they're Adidas. So I'm a little jealous that they they got some they got some nice unis on them this year. So yeah, they're they, looking good in two ways.
0: They are sharp. But going back to what you were talking about before, you had a good tweet on on Monday. It's um I think it's the stat of the day. We, we rip off the Lebatard show sometimes. So you can insert the Saturday music here, but. The, if you broke it down by quarters, if we played like four quarters, like in the NBA, and the point differential was minus one in quarter one, even in quarter two, we were up three in quarter three, mm-hmm. but then in the fourth quarter, the last 10 minutes of the game, plus 35. Yes. So they, in both games, they really turned it on towards the end. And I think it was the defense finally clamping down in the last 12 minutes because they only allowed nine points in the last 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's when I think the game swung in our favor, because before then, Canisius was getting a lot of second chance points. They were able to get shooters open in the corners for three. They were they they really had their pick of shots. And if they were better, quite frankly, it probably could have been as much as a 20 point lead as as opposed to only being like an 11 point lead. Mm -hmm. So we kind of got lucky there. But I think once the defense really clamped down in the fourth I want to say the fourth quarter, the, the, the second part of the second half of sorts, yeah. it um, I think that's when our offense was able to finally get into a better rhythm because we weren't so reliant on the the half-court sets that may take 20 seconds to develop. Because I noticed way too much of the three-man weave on top of the key. In the first half and that did not happen in the last 10 minutes once that defense started locking down I saw way more driving to the hole out of Holmes and uh, Lofton
1: yeah there was a lot more purpose I feel like in the second half we were actually taking it at our man and some of those Canisius guards they, they can't stay in front of you know Lofton or Holmes when they're attacking the rim so in the first half it was frustrating felt like there wasn't much motion at all you had Uh, some iso ball, some fadeaway mid-range jumpers that weren't good looks, way too many offensive rebounds given up. We were out-rebounded 15 to eight um, on the offensive glass this game. They had 13 second chance points to our six. Um, So, I I mean, it could have been much worse. I think 15 offensive rebounds, they should get more than 13 second chance points. Uh, But, you know, it's... It's good to see us be able to turn it on at the end, but I'm worried with these guys playing so much later on in the season, you can't get out to such a cold start because these guys are going to be gassed at the end of the game. You remember like the St. Louis game last year. There's no way we're making a comeback and we're going to be able to get those stops on defense if our guys are are super gassed like that. Um, but yeah, going back to the second half of the Canisius game, like at halftime, I, I feel like I wasn't, it, it, it was a really bad half, but we were down five. So I was like, okay, this is kind of like Siena. We're going to come out. We're going to take control, and we're going to really impose our will and take over. Canisius comes out of, of the locker room and hits two quick threes, and they go up 37-28, and that's when I was like, oh, shit. Um, you know, We were giving up multiple offensive rebounds on the same possession, uh, and then after they went up nine, if you remember, Koulibaly misses a layup. Fritz for Canisius comes down, catches the ball outside the three, drives to the hoop, and just slams it down on, I think yep. it was Adway. He drove right by Koulibaly, cut through Koulibaly, Koulibaly and Welch, and this is their, like, 6'10 guy, and just threw it down. You could hear the rim shake throughout the Riley Center, and Schmidt calls a timeout. They go up 11, and I was like, my God, that, that was that was the point where I was like, oh, shit, this is this just got real. Plus, O'Shun um, came out of the locker know, cre- room
0: late, and we could see by his yes, posture yeah. on the bench. It, it, it was like he's not coming back in this game.
1: Yeah. And credit Canisius, they had an answer every time. Like after that dunk and the timeout, Lofton battled back. You know, he had a, a rebound and that nice outlet pass to Welch, who had that throwdown on the breakaway. Um, he drew that offensive foul on that screen, uh, he took it to the rim for a nice finish. But Kenesius battled back. That green kid played really well, had a little 6-0 run of his own, um, got an and one and then hit a hit a long three that we didn't close out on. So like every time it felt like we were getting it to six, getting it to seven, Kinesia just pushed that lead back. Um and it really wasn't until you know, like you said, halfway, maybe around the under eight timeout that we really, really started to clamp down on defense. Uh I think it was fifty-seven to fifty and we just we, we took over from there.
0: Yeah, we actually allowed two points in the last five minutes. And the two points were some garbage layup with like 11 seconds left when it was already over, yeah. basically. So we basically shut them out in the last five minutes, which is, again, a credit to the defense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and Canisius ended the first half. And we were just talking about this before we started recording. They ended the first half on a seven and into the second half on a seventeen to two run.
0: Yep.
1: Um and then we ended the game on a seventeen to one run. So uh and, and then even before that run, you have to give Basket- a lot of credit to Holmes, too, who who I thought for a stretch there played really well.
0: Basketball, it's a game of runs. Matthias yeah. runs.
1: <laughs> Matthias variety, yes.
0: <laughs> but I think what we were talking about last week is we were talking a lot about the Siena game, and I think we got it twisted. I, you know, not to get too into what the Mac is going to look like this season, but Canisius has looked pretty good for an 0-3 team. Dare I say it? Are they the best 0-3 team in the country? Because <laughs> <laughs> they lost, they only lost by 10 to, to Miami on the road. Then they went up to North Carolina to play East Carolina and lost them by, I think, 11 on the road. And mm-hmm. then they lost to us by 9, a little bit closer to home. They're actually able, to, probably able to go home and then come down to Bonaventure. But yeah. I think I was impressed with them, quite frankly. I I thought I, if you had told me a week ago what the scores would be, I would have thought it would have been foot flopped. I would have thought we would have beaten Siena by nine, and we mm-hmm. would have beaten Canisius by you know almost thirty. I I really thought we were going to kill Canisius, and I thought Siena was going to be way tighter than it was, but. Uh-huh. It turned out to be the opposite, so I guess yeah. we got it wrong. I guess we should have asked Kevin Sweeney a little bit more about Canisius.
1: <laughs> and after that game two years ago in Buffalo, uh, oh, 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 that game! That, I Christ, mean, they oh. they dominated us on the glass, and that was that Fritz that Fritz kid who had that dunk. He was he yep. was all over the floor, played pretty well, I thought. Yesterday, um, he we didn't have Oshun or Holmes two years ago when we played Canisius. But he they they out rebounded us like crazy. I think it was Amadi down low for stretches, and we were we were struggling in the front court, and they just took it to us down low. So I thought we were going to come out with a lot more energy. Um, Canisius, having just played on Friday in Carolina has to travel up here and then come down to the Riley Center for a Sunday game. Uh, it had all the makings of a game where you would think we we should cruise past them, but but they they take these games really seriously. Um, they're, they're not Canisius almost never comes out flat against us. And they were, yeah. they were putting an effort. It was frustrating to see one Canisius guy down low, getting an offensive rebound in between three Bona guys. It felt like that happened several times. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you not to get too much coach speak, but I just, you do have to give them a lot of credit because they could have came out and and let the crowd and, and the st bonner ranking get to them but yeah they they i i was a nervous wreck for sure i was i was getting ready to like shut down everything no more podcasts no more twitter (laughs) no no, i'm not going to charleston like i would have just hunkered down for the winter probably you wouldn't have heard from me for a it while. would have been
0: terrible. And, and not to gush too much about Canisius, Yaka um, Fritz, like you said, he had a great game for them. But when he did foul out, I did absolutely scream in the Riley Center, Fritz, your ass on the bench.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> he definitely didn't hear, but I was like, oh, yeah. I was, I was happy to finally <laughs> like, get, back yeah, into get a little Minnesota. creative. Get creative. Yeah. Hey, I hadn't been there in two years since the Richmond uh, 80s weekend yeah. back in uh, 2020. But I guess that kind of gets into what I want to talk about. You were at both games, I was only at the Canisius game. Just in general, how did it feel to be back in there with the students? Um, it looked like it was a little bit of a better crowd on Tuesday, which is to be expected since that was a banner raising. Some people were probably busy watching the Bills. Maybe they even went down to uh, New Jersey to watch the Jets-Bills game. Um, what did you think about the the crowds
1: of both nights? I thought they were good. Um, probably, I think they said for the Siena game, there was 150 seats that they were away. um that that didn't sell, but it looked like there's probably 400, 500 empty seats. I will say the new lighting system looks phenomenal. Um, yes. Everything yes. that they do in, you know, before the game and after the game, when they did like the, the Franciscan cup ceremony, who, by the way, I said, who was most likely to drink out of it, Jaron <laughs> Holmes. So I was yes. right.
0: You nailed uh, it. I saw that in the post just, game. I was like, he nailed it. Unfurled nailed it.
1: And then my second choice was Ocean, who also did that. So I got really? some more some more uh, gifts for next they year. They passed around the like communion. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess pre-COVID communion.
1: Yeah, but during stuff like that, during the the um, starting lineups, it, it just looks really good. Uh, yes, it's a huge upgrade. The lighting, the speakers are a little loud up top. Very loud up top. Too loud. But um, I don't want to sound like an old man. But it's it's. Tough to even talk to people up there because of how loud it is. Hopefully, they get oh, that. Because you were up in out. the Reds, yeah, yeah. I was um, down
0: the. I was down the Blues, but yeah. Um, I sorry, sorry, a little all, bit of a. I'm a coastal elite, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all the new cosmetic stuff. The fans were good. The student sections were packed, um, which is to be expected. You know, when we were talking to Captain Beer, we said half half of the students hadn't ever been to a Bona game as a student, right? But um, behind the basket near the bona bench that is also reserved for students which was full during siena pretty empty during Kenesha. so hopefully maybe they don't just give those out to students anymore because that's usually full of locals they need to allocate
0: those seats in Mm -hmm. front of both baskets first instead of putting everybody in one section i'd rather have like a handful of of students in like the first four rows that are actually going to be into the game. Then as opposed to cramming everybody in that one corner. And then the entire other baseline is completely empty with like, you know, like 20 people who aren't really paying attention to the game.
1: Yeah, I know it. it I feel like that's a shot that gets shown on TV a lot too. And you don't want it to look empty. Yeah. Like that on TV. So fortunately, it's on um,
0: ESPN Plus, and I th- I don't think that'll be a problem for the bigger a 10 games because that's yeah. basically what we have left. Cause there's not going to be too many more big, games in the riley center for a non-conference
1: yeah that's true um and then a lot of those unfortunately the biggest a10 home games are without students anyway so um those will be allotted as usual without but students in session they'll be there for the if your students listening, you'll be there
0: and if yeah. you if you need help getting there Reach out to Unfurl and I will figure
1: out something for y'all. <laughs> I'm not volunteering to D.D. during a V.C.U. Home. Oh, I didn't say D.D. I was oh. saying
0: getting there. Once you get there, then it's then it's kind of every every man and woman and person for themselves. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. No, I I thought it was a it was a good atmosphere. I like a lot of the upgrades. Um, and you know, it's it's what you want to have when you start to like. I'm hearing this is the first step of a multi step renovation process for the riley center so when we're kicking it up a notch to start competing with better teams recruiting wise than maybe we had been 10 15 years ago that's these are the things that you want you need the bells and whistles making yep. ncaa tournaments gets you money to do that so that's you know that's another reason why it's It'd be huge to make a big run in the tournament. Every, every game you win as an NCAA unit, you can have more money to put back into the program and have that sustained success.
0: It's why this year is so crucial on so many different levels because then that feeds into admissions, which then in turn feeds into tuition, which then yeah. in turn feeds into more money for the school, and then they can do more things like that. And yeah. then our reputation can keep going up and up. And I think if we're talking longer-term plans for the Riley Center and other athletic department things, I hope that's where Joe Manhurts will come in because mm-hmm. no, no nothing against him, but I don't really think he'll have much of an effect this year because he's so new. But I think with his fundraising background, if he can capitalize on our wildest dreams that we will hopefully hit in March and, and maybe April, right? Maybe April? Yeah. Yeah. If we can capitalize on you know this this upcoming spring, I'll leave it at that, <laughs> um, yeah. then I think that can really set us up in the future to get more – facilities that are in line with the rest of the a10 because i forgot if it was curry hicks sage or somebody in the a10's twitter sphere was was just kind of remissed at the idea that the team with easily the worst facilities in the conference is easily the best team <laughs> like it's one thing if we were just number one and somebody was really close to us at two three and four but there's
1: it
0: i'm not what? trying to be i'm not trying to be I a mean, bottle here.
1: doesn't have the worst facilities in the a10 though like you look at you places like LaSalle, you look at I mean yeah, the arenas, Fordham, the arena's Fordham has nothing like LaSalle. I was has talking nothing.
0: I was talking part athletic department wide though. I th- I, th- I I Still, I don't I think mean, I don't think we have I think we have the worst facilities. I, I mean maybe not by far, but it's I I don't I mean we have we have room to grow and I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. We can absolutely we're we're in, we're in need for it and we can we'll develop that over time. But I guess my my point is that like oh, the Bonnies are number 1 in the conference and there's really not anybody near them right now. And some of these, you know, state schools like VCU and UMass and Rhode Island, they have so much money and they're pretty far behind. And the next Mm -hmm. closest team is St. Louis, another private school and George Mason, which is, I don't, I think they're public, but they're kind of like an also ran in the Virginia Commonwealth, you know, hierarchy in terms of UVA and VATEC and even VCU. So it's just kind of funny how it works out where it's like, oh, these these kind of uh, smaller budget slash also ran programs are kind of up at the top right now. I mean, I know it's only, you know, after the first week, but I don't really see I don't see how Richmond's (laughs) only been
1: 10 years where we've had. Double digit wins now, and right. 80. No, and I'm, I'm is, not. I'm not. I'm is, not
0: saying this as like this is something I ultimately am like 100 in belief in. But this is what people talk about outside of Bonaventure, which is like, why is Bonaventure the only one that's really like in the top 25 conversation? Although for some reason Richmond got some votes in the AP poll this week, which
1: that uh, was weird because they looked really bad against Utah State. That, those are really vote.
0: Bad. You can. That's that's the best example of voters clearly not watching, or yeah. even even if they can't, we can't watch every basketball game, obviously. No. But they clearly weren't look doing any research on richmond they were like oh they lost to utah state utah state was good a few years ago like yeah. okay whatever sam merrill, i mean <laughs> sam merrill richmond, yeah, Sam looked, Merrill's still there right it's like no sam merrill's gone
1: <laughs> richmond looked really bad defensively like they're they're super soft down low i don't i i don't know if they'll even get a double buy in the a10 if they i mean they have like four oh, fifth I mean, year can. seniors they i don't know if bad. they will though i mean there's they're, they're they they might end up doing it, but they're, they they just, they just looked really soft. I, Let's I, put you
0: know. it this way: I think the double buy conversation is going to be like the NFL this year, where there's going to be so many teams that are basically the same, but like none of those double buy teams are going to stand out. I mean, hopefully we're like I said, I've said several times: like I hope we aren't even worried about the double buy. We're worried about you know one seed and are we going to go sixteen and two or seventeen and yeah. one or maybe replicate Dayton in twenty twenty.
1: yeah speaking of that like i was looking at ken pom earlier and not that this is going to happen but just to show how how good our maybe how good our metrics are but also how down the a10 is right now we are favored in all 18 atlantic 10 games yeah we're favored in uh 26 of our next 30 games which is it's incredible to look at the bonus page on there and just see (laughs) wins all the way down the only ones
0: are UConn and Virginia Tech. They're both 68-67 losses, and those yeah. are basically coin tosses.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we know that's that's probably not going to happen. Like, we're-
0: No, no way. Uh, I mean, but- we saw we saw, the, we saw on Sunday night, like, it's college basketball. Like, yes. They're 18- yeah. to 22-year-olds. They make mistakes. Like, if their worst mistake is going to be, oh, we were down 11 in the second half to Canisius, I wish that was my worst mistake in college. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure you wish that too.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I was in college for six years. There's there's mistakes (laughs) to be had, but you learn. You You learn. But I mean, it's just not that it's going to happen. But it's just crazy to see that we are. Sorry, I want to interrupt here.
0: Ooh, um, I'm watching the Penn State UMass game right now, and they just flashed a graphic. Let me go back and rewind and pause about us. They're showing highlights of us too. What did it say? Sorry, we're. Recording this live, it said St. Bonaventure A-10 runs through the Bonnies and then it's like returns 89% of the scoring from last year. Yeah. It, said, it also has a graphic here that says Mooney feeling good in Richmond. Which, no, they just lost. So <sighs> clearly whoever made yeah, that graphic wasn't paying attention to Richmond. That gets back to what we were saying earlier, but yeah. I don't know. Just, just enjoying all the... Uh, Speaking good, of we'll uh, s-
1: score watching, Fordham up one at the half against a team that was D3 last year.
0: Yep. St. Thomas. Although I think they were yes. kicked out of their conference because they were so good. So oh. <laughs> like that's, that's gotta be, that's like, that's the, what we that's, need to do to Fordham. <laughs> that's the bizarro Fordham. It's like you're, kick, you're kicked <laughs> yeah. out of the conference because you're too good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is bizarro Fordham playing Fordham. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But um, yeah. yeah, overall, as long as we're on the topic of the A-10, just a bad weekend for us. We can, we can come back and have a good week. There's some big games. Um, st louis plays memphis george mason plays maryland there's uh, another one i think i'm forgetting but uh there's still opportunities out there i think richmond yeah. has a, a decent shot um at some good teams coming up so
0: every every year there's always a oh doom and gloom how is the 18 yeah. even gonna get one bid they may even take away our one bid and it's like okay we can make the jokes but things will straighten out it's everybody's are in the early season mode it, i think after the mid uh the, you know the the thanksgiving tournaments i think things will straighten out and we'll see what teams really mm-hmm. are
1: yeah i think so if not then by certainly by like mid-december i think we'll know a lot because especially with us we got charleston and then yukon and virginia tech by late december we should have a really really good feeling of of where this team's at
0: yeah yeah that's true so before we get into all the charleston stuff though i i want to talk a little bit about this one crazy position i know you did too when canisius just couldn't rebound the ball on defense we had the ball for almost a minute and a half and i told i told one of my buddies at the game i was like dude i would never want to be a canisius fan but if i was right now i would be furious because it went out (laughs) of bounds like three times yeah
1: i know and this is after i think it was 58 58 with like five minutes left in in the final four minutes, maybe even. Um, And this is when Lofton he had already kind of taken over a little bit, but this is when he really took over and you're like, okay, that's the senior point guard leader that we know and love. Like he hit a corner three, he was one of eight on the day, but it felt like that was just such a big moment that it didn't matter that he had missed his previous seven or whatever, huge three to give us the 61 58 lead. And when that went in, I was like, okay, we got this three point lead. We're not giving it up. But then, he had a steal on the other end. He came down at a crossover, nice drive and take to the rim um, to put us up five. And then I think there was like almost three minutes left. I think it was like 245. The ball went out of bounds three different times on Canisius <laughs> when we had the ball. Um, Lofton was doing a good job getting to the rim, but Kanishas just got pitting it out of bounds accidentally. Um, finally, a minute and 20 seconds later, so now there's only a minute and a half left. Lofton draws a foul on a drive and puts us up seven. So we go from up five with 2.45 left to up seven with only a minute 30 left. And yep. Canisius did not have the ball once for that entire um, sequence. So I thought that was, you know, Lofton really taking over. Also, a little bit of good luck. You don't see that very often. Usually, when there's almost three minutes left, Canisius thinks they're going to get several more possessions. Um, but. They just could not hang on to the ball. And that was that was really a game changer late. And
0: I think it goes back to just our senior leadership and I think it's more than just loft. I think everybody just knows, hey, just kick it out. We know exactly what to do. Yeah. We're not gonna try to get the quick layup or, you know, try to force up a foul and things like that. It's like, nah. What's more important than maybe a point or two points at the free throw line is wasting twenty more seconds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When you're at that point in the game and you're up five, I would rather have a minute and a half taken off the clock than to get a bucket, to be honest. Oh, totally. so, And we got both. Like, we took a minute and a half off and then got two points. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of kind of sealed the deal. But ever since it was 57-50, um, I felt like we just really clamped down. But going forward, you just can't can't let it get to that point with a team like that.
0: Yeah. And in general, often was just really clutched on the stretch. And it's – Yes. It's, I don't know how he does it, man. He just – he looks like he's not very good shooting from three for so many stretches of the game. But then when he shot that corner three you mentioned, I thought it was going in easily because I know like I go back to Richmond last year. Like he just for whatever reason, I hate saying it because it's a cliche, but he just clutches up.
1: Yeah, he does. That's why he has the the onion. The Designation. The, sal- the, the salmonella preview.
0: outbreak is over. You can get the onions again.
1: <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I'm saving it. <laughs> no, okay, I'm saving not yet it for yeah, a game yeah. winner. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but yeah, just uh, it was the lack of the deep ball is, is team wide. It's not just loft. And We were one of ten in the first half. We're yeah shooting like twenty percent this year. It's a very small sample size. Six of twenty nine um but you think about it we go five of 15 which isn't great that's still 33 percent. we go five of 15 instead of two of 15 and we're winning that game by like 18 20 points so you just bump bump up your three-point shooting a little bit and you're going to run away with some of these games
0: yeah it's true and i think it's just you know i think it's getting our guys in the best position to you know execute on offense at the end because of the defense and they understand that these games tighten up down the stretch and they know what they need to do when it, when the, you know, the possessions get tighter and they just need to, you know, keep on their rotations, you know, hedge on the screens in the proper way and, you know, rotate well.
1: Yeah. And we, you know, it, it felt like last year a lot of it wasn't pushing the tempo off turnovers too much. I mean, it would happen from time to time, but we like to slow it down, get into our half court offense it seems like against Canisius especially, 18 points off turnovers, 22 fast break points. A lot of that was in the second half. We're getting steals. We're getting out and running in transition. We're finishing at the rim. So that is good to see. your Because your, we have such a phenomenal defense, turning that into offense, especially if our shooters are off. The best way to get out of that slump is to have some of those easy transition buckets where you know, Lawton's getting a steal and throwing it ahead to Welch or Holmes for a dunk. Right. We saw that a lot. So that, that is really nice to see.
0: Oh, and Jaron had such a great dunk at the end. Yeah. That was such a yes. sick dunk in, in transition. The only thing that kind of dampened it because he landed awkwardly on his shoulder. and I was like, right. Oh God. Yeah. He just dislocated his shoulder or something, but fortunately yeah. he was okay.
1: Yeah. And he had a possession before that. He had a steal and he took it coast to coast. It got fouled. He made, yeah, I think he only made one of two. Um, but that put us, I think that put us cut the lead to four maybe. Um, and then the very next possession down Lofton had a steal, threw it up to Holmes for that bucket you were talking about that dunk and one. So that cut it to one point. Um, and then Adaway had a nice little up and under to take the lead. So all the guys were getting involved, um, in that little stretch under, under eight minutes or so it was, it was good to see us finally get some energy.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. But now let's look ahead forward to uh, Charleston. We're both going to be there. I know you won't be there for Boise State. My travel plans are still up in the air for Sunday. We'll have to you know, see on that. But we're both going to be there for at least Friday against Clemson or Temple. So how are you feeling about us going into Boise State in general? Because I think the big questions are, A, the, the three-point shooting, like we mentioned, and then also Oshun's health.
1: I'm feeling Oh, and see um,
0: where we're going to go because I can get into it later but because there's there's quite a bit to do in Charleston. I don't think you've ever been to Charleston, but I've been.
1: I have not. No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It it's going to be a great time. Ton- I can't wait to see how many bonafans there are especially compared to, you know, some someone like Boise State. Um but well, these guys remember getting trounced by Boise State uh 2 or 3 it's... years ago. Um yeah. Yep. Boise has some size. They're athletic. Their point guard is six, eight. He's a, he's a, a physical freak ACOT. Um, not the greatest offensively, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how we match up with him because I was watching them on Friday. He was guarding the five defensively and then he was bringing the ball up the floor. Um, you don't see that very often in college basketball. Jordan Hall is, for St. Joe's a 6-7 point guard but he's pretty frail. He's not going to guard a five man. This ACOT for Boise is is really big, huge strong frame, plays the point at at 6-8. I think this is this is the type of scenario where someone like Dom Welch can shine. I think he can yeah. come out of his shooting slump. He's played really well, I feel like in tournaments for some reason. Um and this is I th- I think this weekend is going to be the sort of Damocles quite a bit
0: correct me and if i'm wrong did, like you said what wasn't the one bright spot in the cayman islands the fact that that was where we first really saw dom emerge like wasn't he basically our only offensive threat i don't i feel like no that because was where i I've,
1: think he rolled his ankle he okay. rolled his ankle in the first game and i don't think he played either in the next two games hmm. um you yeah, might be you're, thinking about
0: you're right you're
1: right you're right lofton maybe or it, I think, was, yeah, it was lofton, lofton. it was that was when we first discovered the third or lofton fourth game yeah, yeah it was his third or fourth game as a as a freshman um so oshun was out i think right was he hurt or no he he might have been no he game. was there but he, he was, was there he was so it was the next you know, year that he was out with Holmes for a while yeah. but um Yeah, these guys definitely remember. I remember seeing them post stuff over the summer about when when the matchups came out, how they lost to Boise and they want revenge. Always great to have a revenge angle. Anything to give you an extra chip on your shoulder because they're going to be coming at us pretty good. Um, Yeah. Just a huge question mark with Oshun, though. It's tough to give analysis into this game without knowing his status. Uh, A lot of people today were telling me they think you know if if he's not a hundred percent, rest him for Boise and don't have him go until Friday. Um, they seem to be confident that that we can take down Boise without Oshun, but um, I don't know. I, I'm not. Do you? you i not if sold it's anything on that more
0: than. Do you know if it's anything more than back spasms or is it? Is it something? I don't know.
1: Better? No, okay. I don't. I don't know. All I know is what I saw on the court and right. what I saw. Um, I went down to a practice last probably Thursday and he was moving fine. He was, he was moving well. He, I don't think he practiced Wednesday. Um, and he had, uh, ice around his lower back, but he was back full, full contact. Yeah. And then you saw him on the bench during the Canisius game with that, um, what was electromagnetic, Heating bat, whatever it was that. Yeah. He didn't, yeah. Um, so, feels like it's a back strain you want to ice that stuff like the first two days not to get like doctor unfurled or whatever but you (laughs) ice ice that you ice that shit for the first couple days and you heat it that's what it seemed like it was so um i don't think it's anything structural obviously you wouldn't wouldn't have been out there it seems like it might be a nagging injury though which um you got to get fully healthy before you're back. So it reminds I don't me, wasn't I there no one
0: idea. game? Wasn't there one game last season where Holmes had back spasms and he played like 30 seconds and then he didn't play for the rest of the game?
1: Yeah, that was against Rhode Island that we yeah. lost. Yeah, that was our it, only, it, not our only loss, but um, our first loss and one of our only losses last we year.
0: Only, we only lost two games in the A-10, right? That No, we lost three. Where Allen, Dayton, and VC ones.
1: Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. And oh, St. and St. Louis. In St. Louis, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, no, that's what it reminded me of, just his the way he was like, I can't go anymore. And because Oshun looked really good, really strong. He had two blocks in the first two minutes. Yeah. But then he took, like, this one charge, which was a really good charge to take. Mm-hmm. But he must have landed on his back funny. And then ever since then, for the last couple minutes, he was not the same. And then he just had to – he asked right. to get subbed out, and then he was basically done.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if he re-injured it or restrained it or it just flared up again. I'm not sure. I'm no doctor, so we'll see. I Maybe Dr. I'll get down to a practice. <laughs> maybe I'll get down to a practice Wednesday and see if he's uh, if he's back out there. But Wouldn't shock me either way. If we do have to play Koulibaly, um, I feel a lot better about that after the first two games. He yeah. do- had his, a great debut against Siena. He was decent against Canisius. Um, uh, certainly a serviceable backup center uh, i think he would start on a handful of a10 teams
0: well what do you think Good. about what do you think about duro because duro came in for a couple of minutes down the stretch and i feel like he was a little solid i mean it was only yeah. i think he only played two minutes but he did he yeah. was asked to come in and if if we're gonna assume the worst and oshun's gonna get rested for boise state or maybe the whole charleston tournament yeah we're gonna need duro so so do you, do you think he can um he can help out in that role
1: i think he can give us some minutes i don't I don't see like Koulibaly playing 35 and Duro playing five though. I, we're going to have to figure something else out, whether it's getting away in at the five for stretches like we did against LSU. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know because like we have Justin and Jack but he's, a same with Attaway. They're there. They play the four. That's their position. Yeah. So if you're putting anyone in, maybe you put him in. He, I've heard good things. The staff likes him. I know he didn't get in against Canisius, but because Adaway was back, maybe he gets into the rotation a little bit like, um, Robert Carpenter did remember Robert Carpenter getting in against oh, yeah. Dayton when Shun was out. Um, so he was probably six, seven as well. Um, Boise State has a decent front court. This Armis kid is really big, six ten. Uh, that key key job, very athletic at six seven. Uh, so you know, if they got that that front court in there, it's going to be tough. I I'm I'm not sure. I think we're going to need someone else in there at the five for stretches, other than just Kulabali and Duro. I do think if we're talking about playing against the, the champions of the Smurf
0: turf, it could be the first person to make a three-pointer wins because both of us, in the I know it's a small sample size, but in the first two games, we have been both absolutely dreadful because yeah. we are, according to kempom Palm, 321st in the country and Boise State is 338th, so they're even worse than us. They're shooting 16.7%, we're 207 so we've already seen the first two games how bad we've been from three. They've been even yeah. worse, so yeah we'll have to see if somebody can actually get hot whether it's Holmes or even Attaway or Welch like we mentioned before yeah hopefully not. I'm looking for Welch
1: I'm looking for Welch to break out down in Charleston yeah uh but you know our our three-point shooting percentage has been really bad but we haven't really taken that many um as far as like how many attempts we take per field goal we're down 331st in the entire country so granted the numbers suck but we're not taking too many so i guess it's not hurting us as much yet uh but you certainly got to do better than two of 15
0: yeah it's true but i think i think we'll have to you know just keep attacking on defense and and hopefully we'll have a shoon for that i mean do you, you want to look at all with anybody else in the tournament because it's hard to, i feel like it's always hard to project when we whenever we did like the you know the ncaa tournament pod or a 10 pods and we're kind of thinking like, oh, let's talk about every team. Like, We're not going to talk about every possible team. We're not going to talk about all seven teams. We're right. not talking about Elon here. Because if it's Bonnie's Elon in the final, yeah. Um, I think if we get to that point, I think we'll be fine.
1: <laughs> well, I mean Clemson, uh, they, they'll, they'll Clemson be favored. Clemson should beat Temple. They'll be favored against Temple, I mean, just like we should beat yeah.
0: Boise State, Clemson should beat Temple. And by the way, Clemson should right probably now, right? have the most fans there because it's in South Carolina. So I would think that they're going to have the most fans there, and we'll still that could money. be a little
1: bit of an advantage. We'll still have more. Clemson's up 71-54 right now in Bryant, so uh, they're looking good. Let's see if they have a football game on Saturday. They just
0: killed UConn on Saturday.
1: They, it's definitely a football school. Um, yeah, they're at home against Wake Forest. A lot of Clemson Ooh, people. Ooh, Wake Forest is good this year. That's, they are. That's they're thirteen. Distracted. Yep, yep quadri adams alma mater
0: That's uh, true,
1: but i think they, a lot of clemson but, fans will be at that uh football game and not but maybe clemson has a couple
0: of really good players alamir dawes is a yeah, he good, is good guard uh pj hall 610 240 same build as um what's his name Mladen Armus from boise state they um yeah. those like i mean hopefully oshun is healthy because that could be a really good battle between pj hall and oshun because this this guy's he, he's really good from you know just down low and everything so yeah I think that good. would be a very fu- uh, that would be a very tough matchup i i don't i wouldn't want to think like oh if we beat boise state we're just going to be playing in the final on sunday because yeah. clemson they've so far like you said they're they're going to cruise against bryant they've already beaten presbyterian although that was a little bit of a tighter game and then they beat wofford who both those teams aren't exactly the greatest but it looks like clemson has quite a bit. And I, I mean, that'll be a tough game.
1: And if you remember, uh, Nick honor from Fordham, I think he might've been a 10. Was he a 10 rookie of the year? He was probably on the ten. Yeah, all, I think so. All freshman team from Fordham. Yeah. And they've had several of those guys who all have transferred after their freshman year, but he is, uh, he yes. plays most of the time at point guard for, uh, for Clemson. And then Alan, Dogs also. Yeah. 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 So they have some good, they have some good, solid players, uh i think we if we win and end up playing them we'll be favored by maybe two and a half something like maybe it'll be a pick em. uh they're they're very solid uh i would say and then anything after that all you can do is pretty much say west virginia maybe yeah, i really i really hope if we
0: get to the final that it's west virginia because yeah i mean obviously you want to beat west virginia but if we lost west virginia after getting to the final i don't think we would uh that wouldn't exactly be a heartbreaking loss. It would no. suck. Like you want to yeah. win it, but it's like it's it's one of those palatable losses. Um I, I don't think it would be, you know, catastrophic. I think it would no. be you know a neutral site loss to West Virginia who's only slightly behind us. It wouldn't be as bad as like, you know, if we played Elon or even Marquette's actually down there. Marquette's barely in the top one hundred. And who are the other teams there? Uh, oh, mess is there. Yeah. Ole yep. Miss is there? Yeah, I don't know where Miss they're. Um, they're good. They're, they're, they're ranked higher
1: too. than. Yeah, they're ranked higher than Clemson actually. So,
0: and who's the other team? Ole I'm Miss. Blanking.
1: There's uh, Ole Miss, Elon, Clemson, and Marquette on the other side of the bracket.
0: No, Clemson's on
1: our side. Oh
0: yeah, sorry. Not, um, not Georgia. That, no, Georgia played in um, the Cayman Islands with us.
1: It's Elon, West Virginia, Marquette, and Ole Miss, right?
0: Okay, Marquette and all Miss. Okay, yeah. so yeah, those are the four. Yeah. Oh, Elon would have been the other team. So I mean, yeah, several been, Elon's top, not
1: good. several top 100 teams, top 75 teams, in Ken Palm um, definitely. It's a, good a very tournament. good field. It, it is it's really good field. I feel
0: like this is the best field we played in a tournament. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say ever, but like compared th- to the last since since the you know, the 2012 A10 tournament, it, this is the best field we played in.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as. Non-league uh, MTEs. I would say this is the best since we were in a really good one back in two thousand three, two
0: 2002 or two thousand three. Paradise Jam when we beat BYU.
1: Um, we lost to BYU. We lost. It, BYU. it was right, we'll we on. kicked off. Yeah, Virginia Tech and Michigan were. Virginia Tech wasn't that good. Michigan was good. BYU was really good. Um, so we got two two really good teams down there that that was probably this is the best since then i i would say um if we take two out of three in charleston i'll be happy
0: yeah i think so.
1: three and all i'll be ecstatic
0: well of course that's that's the plan but i think i think we need to get by boise though i i I think boise has they have some talent they're gonna be tricky but i i haven't really seen much of them but on paper it doesn't look like a team that we can't beat like I, i i that's just me
1: I w- yeah I watched them um Friday night I think it was. They were playing UC Irvine. They lost. UC Irvine has a really good kid. Colin Welp who's a big man, but UC Irvine's not that yep. good. And Boise lost but they lost 58-50. Well, if will, you thought
0: I won't say that. I mean UC Irvine did beat Kansas State in the tournament in 2019 and Colin Welp was on the team then. So I mean I haven't have I'm not going to pretend to be a big West uh, aficionado here, but like it seems like UC Irvine's, you know,
1: I shouldn't say they're they're not good. I should say like if they were in the A ten, they would be middle of the pack probably. Oh, totally. Right? Um, yeah. So yeah, they're they're not a bad team. I shouldn't say that. They're they're serviceable. Colin Welp is very good, but Boise State looked pretty damn bad. They only scored fifty points that game. They lost fifty eight to fifty to UC Irvine, and they they don't play again until they play us. So that I watched most of that. I wasn't all that impressed. ACOT, at a 6'8 point guard who can guard pretty much four or five positions is a guy to watch out for always going to be a mismatch problem but he's not that great offensively i don't think um so it's tough to make a prediction when we don't know the status of Oshun, maybe the most impactful player in the conference but we certainly have have the guys to go out there and and especially after seeing how bad they were offensively kind of Turn it around and and get a a nice, solid double-digit win.
0: I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. Yeah, I'm really excited to get to just go down to Charleston for the whole weekend. I know you are, too. You've actually never been to Charleston I have I've already been giving you some tips before you head down there. How are you feeling about getting to go down to uh, South Carolina?
1: I can't wait. I, I don't have any specific plans as far as like, I'm going to eat here. I'm going to go to this bar at this time. This is going to be my pregame spot. I don't have any plans like that. It's going to be more along the lines of, you know, like Nashville in 2012, where I'm just kind of right. playing it by ear, following the crowd, figuring out, you know, what, what there is to do while I'm there. Um at some point probably find a cool dive bar with a jukebox, play some oldies, drink some Irish coffees, and take a lot of shots to very obscure Bonnies. Um, oh yeah, that's
0: that's good. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, no, uh I, I'm really looking forward to it, but I, I'll say I don't really have any plans set in stone. So I'm kinda like leaning on people like you who have been there and you know your way around a little bit. Um too. A little bit.
0: I haven't been yes. there that much. Just yeah
1: <laughs> it have. just won't be a brand new experience for me. Like I'm not too worried
0: about the whole the whole sightseeing aspect of things. Like I would have been if I was going to the Virgin Islands, but you know, COVID. um But yeah, Charleston has a ton of breweries for people. It has at least thirty. They have like a whole brewery trail. I remember seeing, and a lot of them are in the northern part of Charleston and also North Charleston, but mostly the northern part of Charleston. Some of the bigger ones are Palmetto, Revelry, and Edmonds Oast. Those are some of the bigger ones. I haven't been to Palmetto. I've been to Revelry. That's a really cool one because it's like got a three-story tower thing with a bar on top, and you can see the, the bridge and the whole skyline of the city because it's just on the northern outskirts of the city. And yeah, Bonnie's will find anywhere to drink, so we don't have to worry about that. But there are plenty of breweries around. There's some pregame spots. I know the Harbor Cruise for the school. That sold, sold out in, like, a day or two. Yeah. Everybody was really excited for that, and, you know, rightfully so. Like, how often can Bonnies go harbor cruising in November? Because I don't think you want to do a harbor cruise in Buffalo in November. Maybe in August, but not right now.
1: <laughs> so when you say the north part of Charleston, do you mean, like, all the way up by the airport? or that
0: No. The so the airport's actually – if people are flying in, you're going to be flying into north Charleston. But I'm saying the oh. north part of Charleston. Yeah. Okay. Because Charleston right. is kind of like – it it's the geography of it. It kind of looks. If you look at it on the map, it kind of looks like Manhattan.
1: Yeah, I did look at it on the map. It's yeah, you know, it's like
0: and so like there's the you know north, north end south. of the city. Yeah, and then you know most of the stuff is towards the tip. And North Charleston is like its own city, and that's you know, 15, 20 minutes north, and that's where the airport is. That's actually where a bigger arena is, but that's not where the term is. And yeah. and rightfully, I'm glad it isn't because I mean who wants to play a tournament right next to an airport and like an industrial park or whatever mm-hmm. TD arena is right downtown in Charleston.
1: Yes. That's right down in the, in the thick of things. Yeah. And so most if you're looking the-
0: for some, just some other couple, like there's not too much, um, in terms of like huge landmarks in Charleston. It's like, if you're a history buff, there's some great tours and things to go on. There's horse carriages walking around all over the city. Haven't done any of that, but, um, the main things in Charleston is the the pineapple fountain which is going to be the uh, logo on this podcast here. Okay. And that's kind of like the iconic like you know the Statue of Liberty or or something, you know. Or mm-hmm. the Golden Gate Bridge, like that's their their kind of like iconic the um, Gateway Arch. Yeah, pretty much. It's that's their that's their kind of not logo, but yeah, it's their iconic, you know, statue. It's their it's their icon. And then also there's like a painted it's called um, Rainbow Row with all these houses that are painted in gorgeous colors. Yeah, cobblestone streets, they got like a market there, like, you know, oh, that's except crazy. for all the cities. It's basically like a southern mosque, and it's, I think people who are going will have a
1: lot of fun. Where is the colored streets at? Is that right down by the arena, or is that
0: out? Um, it's a little further south, the Rainbow, it's, 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 yeah, it's Rainbow Row.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's Rainbow Walkable from Rainbow, the arena? Oh, or? Not
0: Rainbow Road from, from people who play Mario
1: Kart. <laughs> I play Mario Kart, out. I played that during quarantine. So that's that's walking distance from the arena, or no?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. okay. I would have to look at the map. Like I said, I'm not that familiar with Charleston. So I've been yeah. a couple times, and also rebrushed up on some uh, some Charleston tourism just to kind of give the little plug. Uh, I know we mentioned Kiowa Island in the cold open. That's a that's a very very exclusive uh, country club, yeah. and there's a couple other beach barrier islands where it's nice. But I mean it's. It's not exactly the Caribbean, so it's not going to be that warm down there. Like I was looking at the forecast, and it looks like it's going to be like... Oh, we should have done a final forecast. Do we forecast. need a final forecast right now? Let's do one. All right, All right let's do one. Good. We'll put it in the music.
1: This is your final forecast, presented by the Myrtle Beach Mermen, a minor league team down in... Myrtle Beach, <laughs> South Carolina, on and Charleston. Thursday. Not in Charleston, but that's <laughs> it's that's all because we were thinking state, yeah. we were
0: thinking. Yeah, no, right? It's all South Carolina, but we were thinking of like, oh, what we're gonna do for the open? And I was like, well, Danny McBride, he was um, he was in Myrtle Beach for Eastbound and Down. And he's been in Charleston for The Righteous Gemstones, but unfortunately, you and I haven't seen that. I heard it's really good. I love and he's Eastbound moved, and Down, and he's moved. He's moved to Charleston, so I'm like, it's oh well. So I'm like, oh, Stephen Colbert's from Charleston And Darius Rucker's from Charleston And I'm like, eh, let's just do a golfing trip I'm like, alright, whatever
1: <laughs> Yeah, let's just get Schmidt and Huggy Bear out on the, on the course together That would be fun to see in real life On Thursday, 2 o'clock p.m. for your Bonnies Tipping off against Boise State, the Broncos It's going to be 72 and mostly cloudy in Charleston
0: Oh, wow It was snowing It was snowing before the Canisius game That's incredible
1: It is <laughs> Friday, hopefully we're playing at 2, that means we won at 2 o'clock in Charleston, it's going to be a little chillier than Thursday, it's going to get down to 61 and partly cloudy, still no precipitation though.
0: Oh man, I'm going to have to wear my uh, long sleeve, my Under Armour.
1: For those of you who will be in Charleston (laughs) on Saturday, all day it's going to be high 50s, low 60s, partly cloudy, pretty much the same exact weather as Friday and then on on Sunday. If you're on that
0: Harbor Cruise, you might need a little jacket definitely. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, let me look at the wind. 15 mile per hour wind. That's uh, that's nothing to scoff at. It's kind of windy. It'll probably make it feel like low 50s. On Sunday, hopefully we're playing at what? 7 o'clock
0: p.m.? 7 o'clock will be the championship.
1: Um, 7 o'clock p.m. on Sunday in Charleston, South Carolina. It will be 55 and partly cloudy. Nice. So we're looking at 50s and 60s all weekend in Charleston. It's going to be dry, a little bit of wind, especially Friday, Saturday, but no precipitation, it looks like. I mean, compared to the weather before the Canisius
0: game, it's beautiful. I, uh, you're going to miss out on the 70 degree day.
1: No, I'll, oh, on Thursday, yeah. I yeah, will. you won't be there until the night. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I looked out the window on Sunday before going to the Canisius game, and I liked it. It was it was snowing very hard, and it looked like Bono uh, winning weather. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's that's true. Bonaventure weather is absolutely the snow, and it's wouldn't want it any other yes. way. You got to have the snow in the basketball season.
1: Yes, it, of course. Although
0: we won't have it down in Charleston. One more thing I wanted to mention about Charleston barbecue, the Carolina barbecue, it's mustard based, so it's you know it's not. You know. if you went to Nashville, you probably got some Memphis barbecue, and that was a little that was a little better. But the mustard, I personally don't like the mustard Carolina barbecue. I remember when I went a few years ago to home team barbecue. I thought it was gonna be like this really legitimate, authentic place. Overrated, tourist trap, don't go. Sorry, okay. home team. If you're listening to us, uh I guess we won't get a sponsor out of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the Carolina gold sauce on uh, even wings up here in in New York, so
0: I've had that maybe kind try before that. that's that's different from the uh, barbecue.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like honey, mustard, and barbecue mixed together.
0: A little, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit, but the, the rub they use, or the sauce they use for Carolina sauce, it's, I personally don't like, now some people may love it, I'm not a huge mustard person, so
1: that's just me. And you are going to be there Friday, right? No, I'll be there Thursday, I, Thursday. dude, I'm
0: getting in like right before the game, and honestly, since there have been some flight issues, I may miss Boise State too, we'll have to, we'll have to roll the dice and see, and hopefully, I don't miss Boise State, and hopefully the Bonnies beat Boise State.
1: And you will be, you won't be there Friday or Saturday then.
0: No, I will be there Friday.
1: Okay, so yeah, we can, S-
0: Sunday's the one I'm worried about.
1: If, if we yeah. if we start out two and zero, we will be doing maybe our first ever live podcast together, or a live spaces at least maybe. Oh, we can do it. We can do it. Maybe we'll, a, drunk, we'll say, yeah. a drunk, yeah, a drunk spaces that's not recorded. <laughs> a little Draces. yeah, maybe we yeah. can.
0: We'll, we'll right. have to figure it out. But let's get through the two Sounds games. Good. Let's get the wins. Follow us on Twitter if you want to see that if that happens on Friday evening at Lil Bon X for some nonsense at SB unfurled for way more of the statistical analysis and other information. That's a little inside for the Bonnies. Thank you so much again for listening to us. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, stitcher. I forgot the other ones, but if you Google us or I guess not Google us, search us on your favorite podcast platform, we should probably be on there. We've been on quite a few of them. And thank you all so much for joining us. If we have something going on on Twitter, go ahead and follow us. We may be doing it on sometime in the uh, Charleston weekend. If you see us down there, we will more, be more than happy to hang out with you, have a beer or something. And yeah. we will talk to you all officially on this podcast again after Charleston. Let's hopefully get some three wins down in the Palmetto State. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah. Yeah.